the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday the 7th. You're tuned in to Paint Handle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. I mean, individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? Hanging in there. How are you doing? It's been a rough weekend for a cluster. It has been a rough weekend uh, here with our family of stations. We'll talk about that um, uh, a little bit later on. But there is a big day uh, happening tomorrow across the state of West Virginia. That's right. And to that end, we have West Virginia Secretary of State, Mac Warner, joining us via phone. Welcome in. Hey, great to be with you all. Glad thanks for talking about the elections. Yeah, so um, thanks for being in. Uh, and thank you to Mike Queen for helping set this up. He's great about answering my emails. <laughs> um, so I thank you for carving out some time. Just set the scene for us and talk about things specifically here in the panhandle. Well, uh, as I hope everyone knows, tomorrow is Election Day. And we've just uh, – th- this is the culmination of a whole lot of work that's gone into especially this general election. And I'm referring back to things like the uh, redistricting that has occurred both at the national level. That was the census that came out of 2020. And if we know that West Virginia lost a congressperson during, uh, during that uh, re- redistricting. But I think more dramatically for the state was the going to the single-member district. So we used to have 67 with multi-member districts in our House of Delegates, and now the state has 100 single-member districts. And so that allows people a much closer contact with one specific person to represent them. And that is all coming to a head right now. Tomorrow with the, this general election will be the first time in the state that we've elected people to these single-member districts. And so that's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, if you're in that election arena, the county clerks have just done yeoman's work. They, they have just really done a fantastic job of getting this all put together, lines on the map. And what I would like to emphasize to the voters is West Virginia is leading the nation with an interactive mapping system now. It's called GIS, and we've worked closely with West Virginia University with the most precise mapping available in the United States, and it's now being applied to the elections arena. And so it allows us to uh, have a very uh, interactive map, a a user-friendly interactive map, and all people have to do is go to our website, which is govotewv.com, and all you have to do is type in your name and your birth date, and your personal information will pop up. It'll show you what precinct you're in, where your voting location is, and then any information that you want. You could want your sample ballot. You can pick that off that website. You could uh, look at the four amendments. The language of the four amendments that we're voting on tomorrow is on there. Uh, your voting location is available. It'll drop a pen on the map and show you where your house is. It'll show you where your voting location is. It will even give you directions to that polling location. So there's a lot of information. Again, West Virginia is leading the nation with this. We're the only state that has this that we're aware of to this level of specificity and ease. 
And so I want people to, to use that. And at the same time, in the same arena, we're leading the nation with the security at the election. This see something, text something. You can pull out your iPhone, and if you see intimidation or uh, vote buying or any, sort, or any sort of problems at all going on, you can take a picture of it, text it to us, and we will put an investigator on it. We have 10 investigators plus our own staff out all across the state. We will have people in every county uh, tomorrow uh, visiting the polling locations. So I think West Virginia, and this is what has led West Virginia to be in the top 10 of states with regards to voter confidence. Our guest, result, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Our guest this morning, West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner, as as you mentioned, tomorrow is the big dance, the general election. But early voting uh, ended uh, on Saturday. So wh- how did all that go? Were there any issues? And, and what did the numbers look like? The numbers were great. Uh, in Berkeley County, we had over 6,000 people who voted early. In Jefferson County, over 5,000 people who voted early. Morgan County, 1,300. And then we've had... Uh, absentee votes uh, requests coming in, over 800 in Berkeley, nearly 500 in Jefferson, and about 100 or so in Morgan County. So people are taking advantage of these ways of voting, whether it's early voting in person or absentee voting. But the vast majority, the people in West Virginia love to vote on Election Day, the traditional way. It's the most secure way of voting. And uh, now with decent weather and uh, these exciting amendments on the ballot that's generated a lot of interest, we are hoping for a good turnout. Uh, I think we're ahead of the turnout from 2018 with regards to you know these midterm or off-year elections. So there's no president, no senator, no Congress, or I'm sorry, no governor on the, the ballot. But we do have congressional races, and those races that mean the most to us, and those are the down-ballot races, the county commissioners, and uh, those people that are closest to us um, that affect our daily lives. So that's why I'm really encouraging people to take advantage of this GoVoteWB.com website and getting out to vote tomorrow. And then uh, give people a little peace of mind, too, for uh, the folks that think, you know, maybe their vote won't be safe and secure when they send it through tomorrow. I mean, of course, uh, I think it was the last uh, cycle we went through. Uh, West Virginia brought in a whole bunch of new high-tech, you know, poll booths and things like that. So uh, nice, safe elections here in West Virginia. Absolutely. Nothing's connected to the Internet with regards to the uh, voting or tabulation, that sort of thing. Uh, so I can assure people all that any of the conspiracy theories you've, you've heard, whatever that is, is occurring in, may occur in other states, but not here in West Virginia. Very easy to use the express vote system. Over 75 percent of our people are using this electronic pen to mark the ballot, but it marks a paper ballot. We do have paper ballots here in West Virginia. Everybody votes on a paper ballot. And then that paper is counted through a tabulator, so it's a very quick return. We all want to hear those returns early tomorrow evening, but we do have that paper just in case there's any question about the the tabulator. We can always go back, and the paper rules, the paper overrules any electronic tabulation uh, that may occur or that does occur. Uh, so we have those safeguards in place. That's the key point here is you have both the electronic tabulation and the paper, and we do an audit, an automatic audit of 3% of the precincts at random, to make sure that those numbers will align with the uh, the actual paper count. So uh, a very secure system. I'm glad you mentioned that. Every vote does count. Every legal vote will be counted, and it does matter, especially if there's a low turnout. Your vote counts more proportionally than, say, in another election. So that's why I encourage everybody to exercise that constitutional right and go vote. Well, on election night, we'll have uh, live local returns and uh, statewide news and analysis from Hoppy Kirchival beginning at 7.06. Uh, your Secretary of State's office, though, not to be outdone. You'll you'll be posting 
election results beginning at 8 tomorrow, right, on your website? We will. And the key there is that in our perspective, I know in the news world you want to be the first and that, that sort of thing and making projections. Our job is accuracy. And so working with the county clerks, when we get the, the information and post it on our website, it's still unofficial tomorrow night because we still have to wait until, say, ballots come in from overseas and that sort of thing. And the canvassing that occurs six days from tomorrow, which is following Monday, that's when the elections get certified, when all the, the votes that have come in via the mail and so on. And, and by the way, if you are voting absentee, you can vote tomorrow, but it must be postmarked by tomorrow uh, for that ballot to count. So uh, we don't want to get in the situation that Pennsylvania and some others have been in where there's a question, are they counting these ballots without dates or without signatures? I want to emphasize to everybody, cast a legal vote. And that legal vote is make sure that it's signed, that it's dated, you follow the rules if you're voting absentee. But again, we haven't had those problems here in West Virginia. I don't want to you know, over-dramatize it. I do just want to emphasize that we're counting the legal votes here in West Virginia. Well, Secretary of State Mac Warner, thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live ahead of a big day tomorrow with, uh, well, Election Day coming around for the midterm. So thank you again, sir. We'll, uh, well, I'm sure talk to you here in the near future to get your recap and uh, kind of overview on how things went. But I hope for a safe and, well, smooth, a smooth election process tomorrow. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner joining us on Panhandle Sports Live. We'll step aside and come back with more here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, uh, well, we just <laughs> talked to her a couple days ago, I think, but joining us back in studio uh, is a very special friend of ours. It is Miss West Virginia. How are you doing this morning? Good. Thank you so much for having me back. You know, it feels like it's been forever since I've seen you guys. But... <laughs> okay, so just to catch everyone up, on Halloween... Mm-hmm. Prior to Halloween, we kind of thought we were going to do like farm related costumes. Well, you, you right? ended up actually doing farm related. Well, I guess mine was, was adjacent. Okay, was farm, farm adjacent, adjacent right? Yeah. And then you had this brainstorm. Is it like Thursday or Friday? You're like, oh, we should call Miss West Virginia and Miss Elizabeth Lynch mm-hmm. because of her social impact platform about about agriculture and you were such a good sport coming in <laughs> and the social media posts were really cute so <laughs> so, so thanks thank for doing so that so how was your halloween good i actually was able to dress up like a scientist because i mean that's exactly what i am i am a scientist and i was able to hand out candy at a local elementary school so that was a ton of fun i love seeing everybody else's costumes i think my favorite one was seeing a, a little girl dress up like mac and cheese <laughs> so, oh. she was, so how'd she do favorite. that was she the boxer she was in a bowl she had oh. a bowl and then she had mac and cheese kind of coming That's around her. Hilarious. Oh, so cute. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. Adorable. So, uh, major preps happening, right? Yes, ma'am. Um, talk about, you know, talk about your schedule and what is happening like right away. My interview schedule is wild. I mean, so today I've got three interview practices. This is actually counting as one. Nice. And then tomorrow we are looking at more interview prep, Wednesday's interview prep. And then in the evenings, I'm also prepping for talent and my social impact pitch as well. So it's 
practice all the time, but worth every minute of it. So is the interview process more the most important part of the, you know, Miss America judging in that whole contest situation? In my mind, it definitely is. Um, and we they put a lot of emphasis on it because first, that's your your initial impression to the judges. Mm-hmm. When you sit down, you have your interview. And a lot of people like to think that when you do the Miss America system, it's about what you look like. And right. it has nothing to do with that, but everything to do with how well you speak and how poised you are and your ability to answer those questions. So yeah, the interview practice is huge. The interview process is huge, but you only have 10 minutes to make that impression. Hmm. It's well, a lot like being on Panhandle Live. Right? <laughs> That's true. So this is good practice. Yeah. So um, when you're doing the interview, I guess you're you're uh, kind of listening to the questions and, and responding to them. When do you get to really talk about your social impact? Well, the goal is to kind of tie in your social impact to every question. There's a way to spin it and spin your questions to make sure that you're able to talk about exactly what you want. Um, and you try to make your interview very conversational. That's the that's the main goal because it is a conversation. You are talking to people about you, but why not bring everybody else into that too? And then you have the ability to do an elevator speech essentially on the stage. So it's a 45 second pitch about your social impact initiative. And yours is growing up, growing ag, uh, advocating for American agriculture. So, uh, and you've been, it, it's not just been you going and doing speeches. You've been doing podcasts. Yes, right? ma'am. I'm actually on Spotify now. I tried, nice. I figured that welcome. out. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Welcome <laughs> thank, to you. The crew. thank you. I uh, sat down the other day and I was like, how in the world do I do this? I'm not a very techie kind of person, but now that's, that's happening. Like it's really cool. So I'm expanding and making sure that I can make that work. But yeah, agriculture has been the common thread that's really been woven throughout my entire life. So bringing that into my social impact and bringing that to Miss America was so easy for me. So how you like in podcasting? It's scary. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, when it comes to seeing people live and seeing people, you know, on your camera or you have that that facial expression, you can really push that in there. So now I'm trying to make sure that I can do that with my voice, too. So it's kind of neat. Definitely different. Mm, it is strange. And uh, I think people, we were actually talking about this last week, I think, how uh, it's easy for us to just sit here and talk all day long behind a microphone in a studio to just, you know, what are two different people? But then what for us, at least, once you get in front of a crowd, well, then I start to shut down a little right. bit. People we think, don't know where to stand. Yeah, people are like, oh, well, you talk, you talk on the radio to all these people all the time. It's like, yeah, but you don't see them. It's a lot different when you can see them when not. And I'm sure that's probably a little bit opposite for you because you're used to talking in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people. Right. And for me, it's so much easier to talk in front of a large crowd than it is just a couple of of people with a large crowd everybody kind of just blends together and you know you can just look at foreheads and when it comes to a small crowd it's a little bit more difficult but you know still the same idea mm-hmm. so um the the competition is in december yes ma'am. you have some preliminaries ahead of that or can you talk about that yeah sure so um our main competition is december 15th and then we've got two preliminary nights december 12th and december 13th and that's when i actually do my private interview, red carpet, and evening wear. I've got my social impact pitch, and then the next day on the 13th is my talent. And then you've got those scores that kind of get combined, and then they break it down to top 11 on December 15th. And the cool thing is that Miss uh, the, the America, the nation itself, is able to help me get into the top 11 if they so choose. How's that? So that's through America's Choice. If you go on my Facebook page, my Instagram page, you name it, any of my social media has it right there. It's a link. You follow the link and then one dollar equals one vote 
And nice. all of that money is actually going to go to helping other young women get scholarships and put that towards their education. So that money is super important, not just maybe getting me into the top 11, <laughs> but also helping young women pursue their, their dreams there. So what has this whole process been like for you? I'm sure it's felt like it's gone by in the blink of an eye and the, the big you know prize is coming up. And I'm sure you're not going to have a whole lot of time to yourself once that process starts. So what's it been like for you? In my mind, I only get one year to do this. So I'm trying to take advantage of it. No, I, I see that, that oh, look. So it is sad. It is very sad. But that's why I have to take advantage of every single moment that I have. So I am trying to make sure that I can schedule as many appearances as possible. I can do exactly what I want. Because again, I only have a short amount of time to make these things happen. And these are things that I've been planning and dreaming of for the last five years. And now here I am. And I have the opportunity to get it done. So I've got December, you know, Miss America. And, you know, whether I win or not, it, that really doesn't matter to me. It's making sure that I can spread my message. If I can change one person's mind about where their food is coming from, I'll know that I've done my job. Any highlights? Oh, the year so far? So many, so many. It's so hard to pick. I mean, I've been able to make cheese on a dairy farm. I've been <laughs> able to ride along in a snap-on van. You know, I, I've been all over the place in West Virginia, and I think it's so impactful what I'm doing. And I know it's in changing my life every time I go out there. So it's really hard to just pick one because there's so many, like, important moments in everything that I've been able to do. I thought she was going to say maybe her first interview is Miss West Virginia on Paint Handle Live, but... Um, so we were talking about that the other day, the insane growth that I've had, you know, just in those short couple of months, mm -hmm. I first came in here and my mom said, I was listening to you say that. And you, your first interview was very quiet and you couldn't hear anything. And now you're up there and you're just having a good old mm -hmm. time. And I was like, yeah, that's, it's great. You know, just that growth has been immense. It's been very cool. And it's, it's been uh, fun to watch, you know, your process on your social medias on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Uh, but let people know how they can, you know, uh, help you out for this process. I know you're doing a lot of fundraising. It takes a lot of money for uh, this process to go down. So how can people help if they want to? Right. So right now, um, America's Choice is huge for me. Uh, just making sure that you can go out there and make sure you're voting. And you can find that on my Facebook and Instagram page. Follow the link to the Spot Fund account. Go ahead and vote. And then after Miss America, we'll start running a couple more raffles. I know we've got a, a quilt that we're going to kind of turn into some sort of date night basket, you know, something really cool. And then a couple of more, a couple of other fundraisers that will be coming up right after that. So if, as long as you're following my page, you're able to figure that out. Very creative. Yeah, very neat. And <laughs> thank, uh, you, thank you for involving us. We love course. being on your yeah. social media. That was really cool to see. How many was, eyes get yes, on that? Yes, it's very neat. And uh, it's a, it's been a cool process to kind of figure out because uh, when we started this last year with Jalen and things, and uh, I mean, I would have just thought that it was still, you know, a beauty contest before I realized that, yes, that is, I mean, still a part of it, of course, but it's not even close to the whole thing because, I mean, you guys are doing so much out in your communities and school-wise and things. Uh, it's very impressive. So, Elizabeth Lentz, Miss West Virginia, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me out again. I appreciate all the practice that I can get. So, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And stick around for more Panhandle Live after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Missed it for the break. We had Miss West Virginia Elizabeth Lynch on to talk about her experience so far as Miss West Virginia as she is prepping 
for her, uh, well, big the big event, the Miss America competition coming up here in a few months up at uh, the Mohegan Sun, I believe, in Connecticut. So uh, we'll be chatting with her as her uh, preparation continues on. But we do have our next guest joining us on the phone. Marcia. Oh, and that's uh, <laughs> Pastor Tim Garino from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. Thanks for calling in from the road. Oh, yeah, no problem. I was, uh, I've been gone since last Wednesday. I did a wedding down in Nashville and had to drop some folks off in Allentown, and I'm on my way back to Martinsburg right now. So you went from Nashville to Allentown? Oh, yeah, it was a long drive. Yeah, that's a heck of a drive. <laughs> About 14 hours, yeah, it was a long drive. Wow. So uh, give us the update. What's going on in, in your world? Oh, things are going great. We're getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving and then again for Christmas. The holidays are a busy time for us. I've uh, got a lot happening. If folks want to donate for our Thanksgiving meal, they can. Uh, we got uh, need of all kinds of pies and uh, all the different vegetables and potatoes, turkeys, and then for Christmas we're going to have uh, ham and turkey and all the different uh, fixings. We need sugar, coffee, cream, all those wonderful things, and uh, we're we're pretty busy right now collecting uh, hats and coats and gloves, even though it's seventy. To- 72 degrees right now yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> but we're getting ready for the January, February month because we know the winter's coming. So do you look for an uptake in folks needing your services as the weather gets cold just because of the, the downturn in the economy? Yes, yes. yes. We Actually, we've had a lot of uptick and uh, a lot of feeding, uh, feeding a lot more families, uh, see a lot more kids coming in, especially on the weekends. Uh, our numbers have gone up considerably, and also the uh, the men that we're housing, that's been going good. The 604 project's going good. They've got windows up, and they're doing construction on the inside. Uh, we hope to have uh, a, maybe an open house coming up soon to see let people see the progress on that. That's, uh, we're a little bit over 900000 uh, We're hoping to keep raising the funds we need to finish that off uh, by the end of the year. If not, a little further, and maybe hope the construction is done by no later than February so we can have a soft opening in uh, March and an official opening in April. Um, see how everything goes there. So um, is your goal still a million dollars? It's a little bit more. Okay. Uh, we're, about, we're, we're about a 20% increase, so it's going to be about 1.4, 1.5 with all the cost of everything and then uh, furnishing it and staffing it. So... Uh, we're about 20% over cost right now. Well, with this nice weather we've been having, that's certainly helped the uh, process, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things are going good. There's a lot of work on the inside. It's got to be done. You guys saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do They do have the new windows in. Uh, most of them are already installed, and that's real nice. Uh, they did a lot of work on the outside. Um, there's a whole lot of work on the inside that's uh, taking place. I'm looking here on your uh, Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission Facebook page, and you kind of mentioned it already, but looking for uh, some things in the kitchen, eggs, pancake syrup, salad dressing, bleach, and the like. And people can always just stop by and drop that stuff off, right? Oh, yeah. They can drop it off anytime at 608 West King Street. Uh, that Anytime. Anytime, Monday through Sunday. Uh, our front desk is uh, 24-7. Uh, they, if they have any clothes to drop off or uh, items like that, you can drop them off at Elijah Street, the warehouse. That's open from 8 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Uh, always open. Lots going on. Uh, we're very thankful for the community. Very thankful for you guys. Um, 
we solved that one problem we had prior to the last time I was on, got that taken care of with the DMV and everything. And uh, it's amazing. I think we got 123 guys uh, full-time jobs so far. Wow. And a couple more. I know since I've been gone, there's been a couple more guys got full-time jobs. Uh, Lots going on. uh, And, and, a lot of guys of our, uh, our, a lot of our guys have been working um, hard, getting things done at the mission. Um, had a few uh, big repairs. Uh, one of our AC heating units went out, so that cost us some. Uh, a couple other repairs we've had. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you say fun. So the the weather's going to eventually get colder. I know it doesn't feel like that today, but um, yeah. you guys accept firewood, right? Oh yeah, firewood. We need that. We need that. That goes. Uh, that will goes twenty four seven. Uh, need firewood. They can donate that and drop it off in the back where the other firewood is at. Um, it, it's going to be. You know, like I said, it's going to be cold. We're preparing for that. We're excited. Um, we, you know, we're we're very thankful. Folks have stepped up. Um, Chick Fil A with them being closed, they send us. They send us a lot of their uh, folks volunteering uh, almost every day. That's been a huge help to our kitchen staff and, and all, all but the stuff that we're doing there. We have a lot of volunteers coming in from different groups. We've really been blessed. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, a lot of folks we've been able to help within the community, uh, co- uh, matching up with the different health clinics and stuff like that, and uh, good free, uh, the free Good Samaritan Health and the Shenandoah doctors and nurses come in. I mean, we've been blessed. But I'll tell you, there's so many people. I mean, you can go on our website and see how many people we've been helping, the different stories, our guys. Um, it's amazing. I mean, some of the stories, uh, Big Bill, who works at Clorox, he came to us through Jefferson County, uh, dropped off to us, barely could move. He was in a dark uh, spot in his life. He's now full-time, I believe, driving forklift at Clorox. Just bought himself a car a couple weeks ago. Uh, lost like 100 pounds. Uh, you go on our website and see his picture. I mean, there's so many. Are you still calling him Big Bill if he lost 100 yeah. pounds? What's up with that? Yeah, it sounds like he's just Bill now. <laughs> yeah, 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 we call him Big Bill. That's how everybody identifies him, so we call him Big Bill. But he is such a great guy. He's encouraging others. Um, got a young man dropped off to us from uh, foster care. He uh, aged out at 18, dropped him off at our door. Uh, now he's full-time working at Macy's. Um, there's there's some really neat stories that's taking place. Um, man, there's so many things taking place and lives being changed. And you know, you guys have been a blessing. I just wanted to say again, I can't say it enough. You guys have been with us thick and thin, and uh, been there when uh, many folks weren't. And you really helped us out a lot. We're very thankful to your station and you guys especially. And with the 604 project, that's been a boost. I mean. Within a year, we've raised over nine hundred thousand dollars. I didn't even predict that. I'm I'm six. Uh, we're six months ahead of my timeline to raise that kind of money. Uh, so I, I mean, it, it was a lot. Of, we're just so grateful to folks like you and the community because we don't get any government funding. Everything is given by the community, and you know it's invested in the community. It doesn't go to some uh, location outside the community. Everything you spend and give stays at six hundred eight West King Street. West King Street. Oh, wow, Pastor Tim, that's very nice for you to say, and we're happy to be a part of it, uh, the process as much as we can and to help get the word out for all the things that you're doing because you guys are doing such great stuff for you know the men and the families uh, around the whole area, I mean, especially with the 604 Project and the things of the like. Uh, it's very special what you guys do down there, and we're happy to be able to share some of it. 
Yeah, and and it, like I said, it's been wonderful. Uh, I'm I'm coming back from a wedding, and I got to do a funeral next week. I did mm. a <laughs> I did a few. You would have loved the wedding. It was in a uh, it was in a Tennessee Valley, right outside of Nashville, Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, big barn, uh, just gorgeous outdoor outdoor setting. Uh, about 300 people. Mm. Uh, it was it was awesome wedding. It was an awesome awesome wedding. It was a Tennessee wedding. It was gorgeous. Very cool. Well, Pastor Tim, thank you for joining us this morning here on Panhandle. Oh, and I want to ask you one more question. With that uh, sure. interwoven plant that looks like they're, uh, I don't know what the how far along the progress they are, but they've made some significant process. Are you guys, have you ever been in talks with them about, I mean, because they're going to be right across the street from you, bringing a lot of people around. Are you guys going to be partnering up or you just have a nice little agreement set up with them at all? Well, we're in conversations right now. Uh, Tom Dickey's the uh, head guy there. I met with him uh I think it was the week before I left. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was a Friday before I left. I met with them. Uh, we're, we're in some talks right now that can't really say a whole lot, but um, they're very good neighbors to us, and we're going to be very good neighbors to them, and we're going to work some things out. And it, that's a great project, folks. That is awesome what's going on next door there. Well, Pastor Tim Greener from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission, thanks for joining us on Panhandle Live this morning, and uh, have a safe trip back here to the Panhandle. Oh, yeah, and, and thank you guys again, and, and God bless you both for all that you do. Thank well, you. thank you again, Pastor Tim. Talk to you soon. All right, take care. Yeah, that's Pastor Tim Garino from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission on the way back from, uh, well, doing all kinds of great work that he always mm-hmm. does all over the country, and well, world, for that matter, too. Many right? people forget that he was over in Ukraine right when that all started to jump off, and uh, he was able to call in and talk to us during that. So, Pastor Tim and all, all the folks over there at uh, the Rescue Mission, uh, they're special people, Marcia. Absolutely. And he's going to do another open house, so yeah, we'll, so we'll make sure to go check that out. On our plans, but stick around. We uh, will go to our final break, and we'll come back to wrap things up here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You are listening to my uncle Thomasa on WEPN. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm. So that's Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me, Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, it's been a packed one. Uh, we started things off with West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner uh, talking about the election day, which is tomorrow. Then we had Miss West Virginia Elizabeth Lynch on. Uh, and, well, it's been a Well, and Pastor Tim Greeno for the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission as well. Marsha, we are going to have everybody covered uh, for their statewide and panhandle wide election coverage tomorrow. That's right. And uh, in, uh, during Panhandle Live tomorrow, uh, Morgan County Clerk Kimberly Nichols will be on. So hopefully, unless she just gets really busy, she's she's promised to call in uh, to let us know how things are there. And and I know that um, Jefferson County Clerk was on with Hoppy. So we're covering a lot of the preps that are going on in the panhandle. And um, we will have live coverage beginning at 7.06 tomorrow, probably through midnight. That's usually how it yeah. works. Well, we're hoping, <laughs> well, we're hoping that it's uh, last time we got out, I think, at midnight or maybe even a little bit mm-hmm. before. Um, and this seems like it's a uh, election that um, well, it doesn't have too many big like battles. So we'll see if maybe that will uh, make things go a little quicker, or maybe that will uh, change up some things. Who knows? Some significant uh, amendments on the ballot as well. And if you want to listen in on any of the conversations we've had with folks for and against it, um, you can look back at our Panhandle Live archives. Uh, 
uh, podcasts. And uh, I thought that was, it was really interesting because I try to be, I try to sit here and say, oh my goodness, you know, listening in to the different, um, you know, proponents or the folks against it. It's very compelling. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they make such good points. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It has been, a, it has been interesting getting to hear uh, kind of the both sides, especially on amendment two, because that seems that is the one that's the mm-hmm. hot button issue uh, that everybody's going out for. But of course you have that police levy, you got school bond. I right. mean, there's a lot of important things on this and you've said in the past uh, that, you know, midterms are really the one where you can make a lot of hay because there's uh, historically not as much turnout as the full general. Your vote definitely counts more. And uh, to the, to the end of the police levy, um, we're going to have, Chief George Swartwood in tomorrow as well. I'm sure he'll be making a last uh, last minute pitch for that. So um, tune in for that as well. You had a really busy weekend, and I will say I tuned in for parts of the games. I you know I'm a fair weather fan. <laughs> so I didn't really listen to every single play, but mm-hmm. it was enough to kind of get the flavor. That's right. The Rams. <laughs> that's right. The Rams uh, had a big win. They uh, will complete their undefeated season with a 37-14 win on the road at East Stroudsburg. It was a big game uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, because it's well coming up to the end of the season. Got the PSAC championship game uh, coming up on Saturday at IUP. But Tyson Bajent was eyeing down a couple of pretty big national records. And, well, he broke all said national records that he was looking. He uh, has the the record for career touchdown passes with 148, uh, and that's the top of all Division II football. And he now leads uh, the record with 149 career uh, touchdown passes as well. So it's pretty uh, impressive what he's done in his four years at Shepard. Uh, and the cool part was that he was breaking the record of East Strasburg quarterback Jimmy Terwilliger back in the day, mm-hmm. who is now the head coach for East Strasburg, and he did it at East Strasburg, and it was neat. Uh, after he broke the record on the third pass, uh, third touchdown pass, uh, right before you know kickoff was going to happen and things like that during that little break in play, uh, Coach Terwilliger went out to center field or to midfield rather and met Tyson out there, and they had a little exchange, and it was neat, kind of a passing of the guard. Uh, if you will, from one of the best D2 quarterbacks ever to who is uh, one of the best D2 quarterbacks ever. That's classy. That, that It was very that. classy. And then, of course, uh, Tyson and the crew went on to just beat them. That's right. That's right. And since we didn't have a chance to play it, and we'll uh, talk about our Panhandle Game of the Week as well after this one, uh, but I didn't get a chance to play any highlights, so uh, oh. I'll take the uh, opportunity to do that. So here are uh, the highlights from Shepard's 37-14 win last Saturday at East Stroudsburg. Still running to his right. He's across the 40. He's going to throw it on the run. He's got his tight end, B-Walk, at the 25. As Brian Walker comes out of center field and makes a big-time play, first and 10 Rams. Back to pass. He's looking deep downfield. It's the underthrown. It's picked off. Dante Harrison grabs it at the 50-yard line, gets upended around the 40, and that might be the spark the Rams needed. And, of course, it comes from the defense. Flip it to Ronnie Brown. He took some pressure. He gets a good block. Hurdles a defender, and he's across the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Rams. Ronnie Brown gets him back to within a score as he takes the outlet pass. Hurdles a defender, sheds a second, and tiptoes into the touchdown. Six on the board for the Rams. Back to pass looking right side for Dorsey. Finds him in the slot, and he cuts it upfield to the middle. He's to the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Rams. Ronnie Dorsey finds some room across the middle, cuts it upfield, takes three defenders with him, and the Rams are within two points. Steps up in the pocket, now gets flustered out of the right. He spins it, he's taken down. The Rams come in with a sack, 
and it's number 11, Kyle Smith, that brings up fourth down. But it's first and 10 from the East Stroudsburg 25. Trips to the right for Bajit in the shotgun with Brown. He's got Walker on the left side. He's back to pass, looking up the middle of the field. He's looking for Walker. Touchdown, Rams. Brian Walker catches the record-breaking touchdown pass as he finds his quarterback. And Tyson Bajit puts his name in the record book. Bajit, he's back to pass. He's looking Cook's way on a back shoulder, and what a catch from Marlon Cook. Was he inbounds? They say he was as diving backwards to catch that ball. Marlon Cook brings it in, first and 10 Rams. First and goal for the four now for the Rams. It's a fade ball, touchdown Rams. Marlon Cook able to yet again elevate over the defenders. He flexes in the end zone, six more on the board for the Rams. Quick pass out to Foray, and he sheds the first tackler, sheds the second. He's got enough for a first down and more as he's looking for a touchdown, the 10, the five, touchdown Rams. Alfonso Foray takes the quick hitter. Beats two defenders and walks so, it in for a touchdown. Yeah, so those are the uh, highlights from uh, Shepard's 37-14 win over East Strasburg on the road. It was a big-time win uh, with a lot of different implications, like we were saying. So now Shepard moves on to the PSAC championship game at tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. I wish it was tomorrow to uh, take all the the you know anticipation away, but it will be Saturday at IUP at 3 p.m. So you can tune in uh, to the Rams pregame show starting at 2 p.m., uh, over on 95.9, the big dog. I love the three-man broadcast crew that you guys have going on. And I, I think it was like the only local representation. So it was really cool that Parker was downfield and you guys were calling this game when all of this history was made. Absolutely. It was it was very neat. Very neat stuff. And couldn't happen to a better kid in Tyson. Couldn't happen to a better team uh, led by, you know, Ernie McCook. Uh, and they are undefeated 10-0. and Pretty cool looking for their first PSAC championship uh, football title. In school history, of course, joining the PSAC in 2019. Uh, should have won it last year, but uh, the Kutztown loss at home at the beginning of the season kind of derailed that for them. But looks like they're on track for it this week, and it's going to be a tough one. Uh, let's see here. Oh, just uh, East-West Shrine Bowl, so a big, uh, big kind of postseason bowl for seniors and whatnot. Tyson Bajant got a big post about him just uh, posted 26 minutes ago. So best quarterback in the country. And he's playing right down the road at Shepherdstown at Shepherd University. So pretty cool stuff, Marsha. Absolutely. Pretty cool stuff. So um, as we uh, mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's uh, uh, been a tough weekend for us here at the Martinsburg Cluster, uh, West mm-hmm. Virginia Media. Uh, so our friend, you've heard us mention uh, birthday shenanigans around here, uh, part of that crew and our office manager here, uh, Sharla, unexpectedly passed away. Um, last week mm-hmm. and um, we're really feeling that loss and and just you know wanted wanted folks to know you know she's she was uh, a bright light here absolutely she was uh, she definitely lit up the room when she walked in and you could uh, I can still hear her sneezing now out there mm-hmm. in the uh, bullpen area she had the loudest sneeze the loudest cough and the loudest laugh in the room and but uh, she lived loud that's right she's she will absolutely definitely be missed um, here here, well, not just from the Panhandle Live crew, but I think from everybody um, in our cluster of stations. Absolutely. I still have the note that she, you know, she just put these little mystery notes up with mm-hmm. with uh, the post-its. Yeah. And I still have mine um, in my studio. Yeah. And I was, uh, she's got, of course, her stuff still around her desk and whatnot. And she, I had a picture of me. She took a, a headshot picture of me and put it on a little tricycle <laughs> that she had uh, hanging up back there. So. Very cool. Very sad, though. Very unexpected. Um, was not. Yeah, that was definitely not the message I was expecting to get Saturday night. But 
very sad and condolences to uh, Annika and you know her family Prayers and things. For the and whole family. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Marsha, don't know how to uh, rebound from that one other than to say that we have election night coverage starting tomorrow. Right. Uh, beginning at 7.06. And you can hear our local returns as well as a statewide analysis from Hoppy and the crew at, at Metro News. So, um, you know, pop some popcorn, get some pizza, hang out with us till midnight. That's right. Maybe bring us some pizza. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Wouldn't hate that at all. You no. just uh, drop it off, knock on the door, and we uh, it'd be like no contact delivery back uh, in pandemic days. You remember that? If America runs on Duncan, radio runs on pizza. That's And Duncan. Okay. That's Wouldn't hate the Duncan either. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to find a song to uh, send us out with here. Marcia and I have just been scrolling up and down. Nothing's that's popping hard, in my head. Because you want to, you want something that's. I know. I can't, can't play something all too crazy. I guess. Um. What, what about uh? Here we'll go with this one. Okay. Let's go with this one. Now we only have Music a few man. seconds, anyways. <laughs> a few seconds, anyways. But if you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. We're on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page for Marcia. I am Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a great Monday. It's going to be gorgeous out, so hopefully we can get out of work a little bit early. But we'll talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.